0: Our workforce studio.
1: This this school has changed my life for the better. And I would recommend this school to anybody. It's not just education, it's helped me outside of class more than I would have realized. Three, two, one.
0: VR Workforce Studio, podcasting the sparks that ignite vocational rehabilitation through the inspiring stories of people with disabilities who have gone to work. Tech support.
1: Tech support, support in a position LPS, at LPS, NASCO LPS. cabinetry. LPS. 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 Dexo. Dexo.
0: As well as the professionals who have helped them. A job but a career. You, you got to look at how life-changing this is. And the businesses who have filled their talent pipelines with workers that happen to have disabilities. To help expand
1: registered apprenticeship.
0: These are their stories.
1: Because there's such a great story to tell
2: about people with disabilities. Now
0: here is the host of the VR Workforce Studio, Rick Sizemore.
2: Welcome to episode 102 of the VR Workforce Studio. Rick Sizemore along with Betsy Cibillette. Hey, Betsy.
3: Hey, Rick. 2021, wow, what a big year for the VR Workforce Studio, celebrating our 100th episode.
2: Yes, Betsy, we're continuing to podcast the sparks that ignite VR and bringing you, our valued listeners, inspiring stories of people with disabilities who have gone to work through vocational rehabilitation.
3: You said it. It's all about you, our listeners. So if you or someone you know has a disability, spread the word. In addition to our stories, we talk about where you can find VR services and resources. We want to help you, your family, or the businesses that might hire you. On today's
2: show, we're counting down some of the top highlights of 2021, including some feature spotlights on former guests and what they've accomplished. We also begin our two-part series on the R.N. Anderson Training Building at Wilson Workforce as it comes back online after a $23 million complete and total renovation this facility is state of the art so if you're a person with a disability who needs job training to get into the workforce you'll want to hear about
3: this just this morning rick and i took to the streets to chat with some of the current students here at wilson and what they thought about this amazing new facility that's designed especially for people with disabilities to train for the workforce of tomorrow here's what they had to say
1: it's amazing it it looks modern it's comfortable to walk around it's 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 a nice layout. It's easy to get to everything. Um, the classrooms are bigger. It's so much better. My business training classroom, I think, size doubled. It's it's wonderful. I think it's a pretty cool area. I can't wait to get my hands on on the
4: forklift. It's more accessible from. The doors are open. That
1: you know where you're going, and you don't get lost easily. <laughs> this this school has changed my life for the better. And I would recommend this school to anybody. Not only did it help me educationally, but when I came here, I had social anxiety. I didn't like to leave my room. I didn't like to talk to people or hang out. Now I work at the rec hall. I see a million people a day. It's not just education. It's helped me outside of class more than I would have realized.
2: We'll have more on the Anderson Building and some of our upcoming podcasts at vrworkforcestudio.com, so stay tuned for that in 2022.
3: Success stories about career pathways are never finished because it's a journey, not an end. These stories continue to be written every day by our guests. We will hear from some of our guests about their amazing updates and Heather Service, the new director of the National Clearinghouse for Rehabilitation Training Materials, is here to kick off the first one. Well, hello, Heather.
5: It's so nice to be here and to be part of this podcast with our monthly Clearinghouse Report and to hear these amazing stories of ER.
3: Well, Heather, you have an update about the Clearinghouse's most popular tweet this year to introduce our first showcase spotlight. Yes, I sure do. You did a story on Jacob Cotton at the Anna Sierra
5: Animal Hospital, which we have in the library at the Clearinghouse. It's an amazing story, but it also happens to be one of the most popular tweets we've had this year. We had this
1: surgical supply assistant. We needed somebody in the
4: position. At my job, I fold laundry. I also cleaned the surgical instrument. The
5: windmills training was wonderful. It was just such a safe space for folks
3: to really share their preconceived notions about disabilities.
4: Waffles is like a really playful and kind kitty. And, and boy, he liked to play with me the most.
1: Ah!
3: Well, Heather, it turns out that that story is the focus of our State Rehab Council's annual report this year.
2: Well, I called Jacob at Anacira yesterday, and he's doing great. Let's take a listen. People love your podcast. They do. How is your job going?
4: It's going pretty well. Well, I have been working on some things, things like gowns, towels, instruments here in Anacira.
2: Have you worked with any really fun animals?
4: Normally, I have been working with kittens and animals. And dog by, I did manage to come across some bunnies and chickens. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, for the chicken, I just I just say hi to it. But for the bunnies, I just I just like to pet it. I like to check on them to make sure they're okay.
2: When we talked earlier, you said you had found your forever job. Are you still planning to be there for a while and enjoy this great new job at Anacira?
5: I sure do. It's great, Betsy and Rick. These stories are so important for people with autism and their families and, of course, businesses like Anna Sarah, that are learning that people with disabilities are the answer to their staffing challenges.
2: Well, Heather, thanks for joining us. We'll talk uh, later in the program with Heather, hear her story, you know, working with people that have disabilities before she got into VR, shaped her career through being a job coach, a VR counselor, an administrator, and how that career path has led her to become the new director at the National Clearinghouse for Rehabilitation Training Materials.
3: Rick, you had a guest on the podcast back in April, I believe, Sean Barker.
2: Yeah, that was episode 94, which also has an interview with the late, great Jim Rothrock. When we talked with Sean earlier this year, he had just completed information technology training at Wilson, and he had obtained industry-recognized credentials and was working while he was attending college.
3: Rick, I think Sean is on the line.
2: Sean, how are you? Good, how are you? I am doing well. We've had nothing but absolutely positive comments about the podcast recorded uh, earlier this year. People have been inspired by it. We're doing our end-of-the-year wrap-up and just wanted to check in with you and see how it's going. It's going good. Any any great accomplishments uh, in 2021? (laughs) Well, I hear hear an accomplishment in the background. Yeah,
4: that's that's my son.
2: That's an amazing accomplishment. Being a dad is a great job.
4: It is the most important thing in the world.
2: So what have you been up to?
4: Well, I was working at Virginia Western um, with the CTO there building a project that they were working on, a web project for them is called Logging System and Ticket System. With their employees are going to use eventually to go to the entire campus. Right. Uh, today, I just signed on. I just signed on to become a computer science teacher at North Cross um, School. That
2: is school. fantastic.
4: So I'm going to take over the the, the department for the high school for ninth to 12th graders.
2: Teaching IT. Yes. What a dream come true.
4: Yeah, especially, yeah, I've always wanted to teach, so it's definitely a big dream
2: for me. That is exciting. Uh, what uh, What is the, the one thing that you would say to our listening audience about moving, you know, through that progression to realize this goal of becoming a teacher? Passion. Absolutely, yeah.
4: I think uh, passion, I was... I was talking to the CTO who's my boss at Virginia Western and I was letting him know that I accepted this job and he was really excited for me. he said that he would take someone who has passion over someone who has all the credentials and they don't have passion because it just makes a huge difference.
2: Absolutely. Love what you do and you'll never have to work another day in your life, Sean.
4: Exactly.
3: <laughs> and back in February, you interviewed Brandon West.
2: How's your job? have things been since we talked?
4: Oh, they've been going really well. In fact, it's actually been a bit better because my uh, supervisors and such, they haven't had to work with uh, people with disabilities such as myself before, so they're having a learning curve as well. But everyone's doing really well.
2: So you're helping them understand what it's like to have someone with a disability in the workforce? Yes. Well, what have you taught them?
4: Um, A lot about how like how they talk to me feels and how even the little things can set me off. Even people who try to accommodate others for their disabilities, they don't realize how frustrating it is for the person with the disability because they realize there is something wrong. And the fact that there is in and of itself is frustrating.
2: Well, your ability to explain that to your coworkers and your supervisors brings a lot of value into the workforce. So that's exciting. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Betsy, 2021 has been an amazing year. Of course, I'd like to thank you for joining the team as co-host of the podcast and to recognize the exceptional work you're doing through the communications office at the Virginia Department for Aging and Rehabilitative Services.
3: I'm really thrilled to be here on the podcast to talk about what DARS can offer people with disabilities and especially the people who hire our job candidates. One of the most exciting things this year is our business services team is now certified to do windmills training. This is free training to help businesses learn just what it's like to have people with disabilities in the workplace. And all you have to do is contact our business services team. The website is in the show notes and they will be happy to set up windmills training. Did I tell you it was free?
2: You did say it was free. Well, Betsy, we'll finish our big inspiration showcase today with this reflection from those on the journey and a listener spotlight thanking Chris Hunter of Swope, Virginia, Never misses an episode and always lets us know she enjoys the podcast. Well, Chris, we'll drop you a bumper sticker and a tote bag in the mail to say thanks. And we'd love to hear from you as well. Just drop us an email to studio at gmail.com. And now, voices from those on the journey. Over the past four years, Virginia's older adults and those with disabilities have distinguished themselves as independent, capable, and secure citizens. And in many cases, they're living safer lives in our communities while filling Virginia's talent pipelines for business and industry. We've seen powerful and engaged strategies at work, building a more inclusive environment while celebrating the safety and security of Virginia's older adults, as well as the role of people with disabilities in the workforce. Many Taking on jobs that sustain life, health, and safety during the pandemic.
4: We haul products out to California, and then we bring back produce.
3: We go
5: above and beyond, try our our hardest to make, you know, our customers feel appreciated.
4: It's the Senior Farmer's Market Nutrition Program. The seniors get
5: fresh fruits and vegetables feeding our most vulnerable folks. Um, OT had worked on driving during his program. They put that left foot accelerator in my pickup. That helped me a lot because I
2: couldn't drive my pickup without it.
4: Literally, it was like, just like some I in my head and I had the worst
5: headache.
4: They're on it to find you a job.
5: The people that are still around you, you will be fine.
4: That was the day that I was going to get back up and get
0: walking. You know, that I'm an exceptional species, that I'm able to overcome an a movable object.
3: Partnering with employers and kind of seeing the culture of the employer, what the employer is looking for.
5: My elevator speech really got better over time. I had an accident, suffered a T6 spinal cord injury. Wound up in the hospital for about six months, did a lot of rehab, and then came out on the other side using a wheelchair. You know, DARS was really instrumental in helping me get my independence back.
2: For more information about the Virginia Department for Aging and Rehabilitative Services, visit us online at VADARS.org. Heather Service is the new director of the Rehabilitation Services Administration's National Clearinghouse for Rehabilitation Training Materials. Welcome to the podcast, Heather.
5: Hey, Rick. I'm so glad to be back. Thanks for having me. Got that first month under my belt, so I'm ready to go
2: for round two. Episode 102, and you started right as we uh, hit 100. So that was an exciting time to welcome you, as we wish Sherry Takamoto the very best in her new career. But we're evolving and continuing to uh, be excited about the National Clearinghouse and what it offers our listeners and that you have joined us. But we want to know about you. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
5: Thank you to to you and the podcast team for being so welcoming. (laughs) RSA and the New Editions team have all been so welcoming and helpful in my transition to this role. So I'm very thankful for their support. Um, a little bit about me: I have my bachelors in history from Florida State University. I'm a bit of a history nerd and an avid reader, so I can read all the historical fiction and historical research I can get my hands on.
3: Love I have it. my master
5: <laughs> Yeah, I have my master's in uh, rehabilitation counseling from West Virginia University. I am an avid baseball fan. So we are, my hus- my husband, my two kids and I, we are super into Atlanta Braves baseball. So this was a huge year for us watching them win the World Series. That was so, so cool. <laughs> yeah, we love our Braves and we try to go up there as much as possible in the summertime when the kids are out of school to catch as many games as possible. Because for us as a family, that is one of our absolute favorite activities to do. And watching them win the World Series, I know my kids are going to have memories that'll last forever. So we are excited about that.
2: With this podcast, most of us uh, have a story about what drew us to this career. What's yours?
5: YVR, this is one of those things where I never started out with wanting to be a rehab counselor. I didn't even know what rehabilitation counseling was, as a matter of fact. So for me, when I was a freshman on campus at Florida State, I was looking for something to do. And I found a club called Best Buddies, which is a nonprofit that pairs college students with individuals with disabilities into one-to-one friendships. And I was paired with my buddy, whose name was Matt. And Matt and I had a lot of mutual interests. We were both big sports fans. We loved to go to the movies. We loved to do dancing. He's just so fun to be around. And so for years, Matt and I... Um, Kept that friendship, and Matt's still in my life today. He uh, came to my wedding. He's been there for important events for my kids. Like, he's just a really important part of my life. Um, And then also, I have a lot of family members that have disabilities, and watching their experience with disability was something different. You know, seeing the way that their disabilities impact them and how they didn't have resources or information or support to really change the narrative for for their disabilities. And I think often about my older family members who have had lifelong disabilities, how different their life may be if they would have had a a voc rehab counselor or had gotten resources and support early. For me, I have family members and loved ones with epilepsy and learning disabilities and post-traumatic stress disorder. And seeing their experiences really challenged me to want to be a catalyst for education, to remove barriers, to provide resources, knowledge and understanding to people that may not know what's out there. And so for me, I took that as a personal charge. And when I was volunteering with Matt, I ended up finding a job working with a community rehabilitation provider and started to do work working on independent living skills and social skills for adults with disabilities. It wasn't until later that I ended up in the VR field where I worked as a job coach, and an employment specialist, and it was while I was working in the field that I actually learned about rehabilitation counseling as a course of study. And so, I was a recipient of an RSA scholarship and was able to get my master's while I was working at that community rehabilitation program. And it was really life changing because you know doing that work for three to four years and finally having an understanding of the theories and the big fancy words behind the techniques that I was using was so valuable. And it really made me take this renewed sense of pride and purpose in my work and making it a point to share and reach out and share the wealth and the resources that I was able to find through my course of study with my customers and with the the community that we were engaging in, especially with our business partners.
2: That is so awesome. So many people who work in voc rehab have a similar experience of, of meeting that mat that shaped her life, even though you're on a, a history track, uh, yeah. the disability engagement really brought you to a place where you said, this is, this is meaningful and this is something I want to do. I have to say that having the new director of the clearinghouse have that experience of being a job coach boots on the ground experience is so very, very powerful. You know, my, I have a daughter who worked as a job coach and uh, had those Saturday morning six a.m. Uh, experiences working at the animal shelter, and that's a that is a tough job, and yet it provides the real basis for understanding the people we're serving, and to know you have that experience is very powerful.
5: After working with the community rehabilitation provider, I made the jump to vocational rehabilitation, where I got to work as a VR counselor for several years. And I really enjoyed that work. Um, and after working as a VR counselor, I made the jump at headquarters to become the supervisor of our field and provider relations unit, which is big on training those community rehabilitation providers and stakeholder engagement. And then my final role at vocational rehabilitation was as the assistant bureau chief of field services. And that, in that role, I oversaw all of our programming for Florida VR, including our deaf and hard of hearing services, our Ticket to Work program, our Business Relations program, our Employment program. So when you think of things like supported employment, pre-employment transition services, and OJT, all of that was tucked nicely into that Employment Programs. And then I also oversaw our learning and development for our staff at VR. And so with every chance that I have had to change roles and learn a little bit more my viewpoint and perspective has changed. You get to be a job coach and a VR counselor, and you're really focusing on that one individual with a disability. How can I help this one person? Then I moved to like the supervisory role, and I'm looking at how can I help the people who help many people with disabilities? And now moving into this role, working directly with RSA and working with the Clearinghouse team, I'm getting to work with many, 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 many people and share these amazing resources with folks who are out there doing this important work. And so for me, this really ties it all together so nicely is that I get to be part of this team and sharing these best practices with the rehabilitation counseling field, with our families and our business partners to continue to spread this message of of inclusion and breaking down some of the barriers and um, educational and attitudinal barriers that our folks with disabilities are facing when they're looking at their employment options.
2: What a powerful pathway and journey you've had uh, to, to bring you to this point. Who are some of the mentors that helped uh, shape your career as you wound up at the National Clearinghouse?
5: Well, for me, I have been so blessed to have mentors from every single role that I've ever been in. I often make jokes that I'm a collector of mentors because I seek people out. I want to know who's the best at what they do and what can I learn from them. And so um, I can remember all the way back early in my career, I, I had a, an amazing colleague that I worked with at the community rehabilitation provider who would always challenged me and she taught me how to schmooze. I could, you know, talk to Um, a person that I just met on the street, or I could talk to the governor. and She taught me how to do it all. That's Um, why you're able
2: to speak so clearly on this podcast. I knew there was a reason.
5: (laughs) Thanks to the mentoring. When I came to VR, there's a lot of administrative things to learn. And my tech was super important in my life and really showed me the works of how VR operates. And I learned so much from him. And he later became absolutely one of my best friends in this entire world, even all these years later, And then as I continued to grow and advance in my career, I found an executive leadership coach, and he'd been working with me for years. And just the way that mentoring brings you a new perspective, the level of candor and honesty to challenge your perceptions and to keep challenging you to grow and the coaching, it has just been so powerful to me. Um, And that's something that I like to do now is to give back and share through mentoring and it's just been one of those key moments for me that has shaped my career over time. And so, whether you're a rehabilitation counseling student or a person with a disability or a counselor who's been doing this work for a long time, everybody can use a mentor. It, you you can't help but but be to grow and to learn as you are being challenged by others to really look at different ways we could be doing things.
2: Well, uh, you've certainly had boots on the ground experience across a wide spectrum of uh, duties in vocational rehabilitation. You're now in charge of the Clearinghouse. And what we're trying to do on this podcast is answer the questions that people with disabilities have, their family members, to give them resources and point them in the right direction so they can go to work. Tell us what the Clearinghouse has to offer. The people with disabilities, their families, the businesses, the VR professionals, give us a little overview what they can get from the Clearinghouse.
5: Clearinghouse really does have something for everyone, Uh, all of the audience members that you've mentioned. For customers, you know, going back to work can feel intimidating. And so we have a lot of information on financial literacy. We have information on cultivating resilience. And we share a lot of success stories. You know, VR is a program that's offered in all 50 states and so, and even our territories. So, there's a lot of VR programs. And sometimes those success stories and seeing what's really working can really be motivating and inspiring to, to get you really going, get you really excited about this employment journey. For our business partners, we have a lot of information about building roadmaps to inclusive workplaces. We have tons of resources on mentoring, on work incentives, so that our business partners can really be partners and work with us to create these opportunities. For VR counselors, man, there's so many good resources that I wish I would have known were out there when I was a VR counselor. We've got a lot of different best practice guides, so everything from self-employment to pre-employment transition services, we can, you can see nationally what's happening and use these tried and true techniques that we know are going to have a positive impact on our VR customers. One of my favorite resources for VR counselors is um, an archived community of practice called advice from the trenches. I love and this that. is where, yeah, <laughs> the that. advice from the trenches paired, it took it these really seasoned VR counselors and talked about, their experiences, what did they learn? I mean, for our, our new counselors coming in, it can be scary and overwhelming because there really is just so much to learn and to understand. And so when you're dealing with people, that can be a little scary. You don't want to have to make those mistakes if you don't have to. And so this series really was super enlightening and helpful for our new counselors to really understand some of, of what's going to help them on their journey as they continue to progress in their career as a counselor and work with people.
2: We continue now with Heather service and our National Clearinghouse Report. 2021 is almost over, thank goodness. And you have a year in review report for us. Take it away.
5: I do. 2021 was a good year for the Clearinghouse. And so I really wanted to take a few minutes just to focus on some of our most popular items from 2021. So if you haven't had a chance to check these out, you'll know about them and now you can. The first item I wanna talk about is our most accessed library material. So if you go to our library, we have a wide variety of topics. Hot topic for this year was our curated list on supporting culturally responsive practices. So this document actually has over 20 resources that include webinars, toolkits, training modules that all support the delivery of culturally competent and responsive practices. So if you're a VR counselor, this could really help with you, give you some tips on um, tips and resources on these culturally responsive practices. Next, we have some YouTube videos. If you didn't know, NCRTM does have a YouTube channel. And one of our most popular videos for this year was actually a video going over how to make PDFs accessible. Wow! So (laughs) yeah, this is a whole area that I really didn't know a lot about. And so getting to watch these videos is a great starting point for anybody who's interested in learning more about electronic accessibility. We have a lot of resources up there we had some other close seconds with popular videos and they were all accessibility videos, including um, accessible PowerPoint presentations and using screen reader simulations. So we highly recommend if you haven't caught up with us on the YouTube channel that we have these resources available for you to take a look at. Terrific. And the last thing I want to highlight is our tweets. If you were not aware, NCRTM actually has a Twitter handle. It's at, RSA underscore NCRTM. So our most popular tweets of 2021 were, drum roll, Rick, both of our most popular tweets were about your podcast. So yeah, in January, we highlighted National Mentoring Month and your podcast for For January. And then in July, we talked about Project SEARCH and the 31st anniversary of the ADA. Those were our two most popular and hot tweets of 2021.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Heather Service is the Director of the RSA National Clearinghouse Rehabilitation Training Materials. Thanks, Heather. We'll see you next month.
5: Sounds great. Thanks, Rick.
2: Here's Lynn Harris, Director of the Wilson Workforce and Rehabilitation Center Foundation.
5: The
4: Foundation is pleased to bring you these exciting stories of how vocational rehabilitation is changing people's lives. Your support helps students gain the skills and credentials they need to be successful in business and industry.
2: The Foundation's partners in podcasting include the Council of State Administrators for Vocational Rehabilitation, CVS Health, First Bank and Trust, Hershey and Hollister.
4: You can find out more about becoming a sponsor at WWRCF.org or find our contact information in the show notes at VRWorkforceStudio.com.
2: You can always find another exciting episode as we podcast the sparks that ignite vocational rehabilitation, here at the VR Workforce Studio. Until next time, I'm Rick Sizemore.
0: The VR Workforce Studio podcast is owned and operated by the Wilson Workforce and Rehabilitation Center Foundation. The foundation publishes and distributes the VR Workforce Studio and manages all sponsor arrangements. Audio content for the podcast is provided to the Wilson Workforce and Rehabilitation Center Foundation by the Virginia Department for Aging and Rehabilitative Services in exchange for promotional considerations.